Honey, where is my podcast? Hello world, this is Eric Dye with Jeremy Smith, the king of pushback, and Phil Schneider, the funniest storyteller I've ever had the pleasure of podcasting with. This is episode... Okay, let me see here. Okay, oh, here it is. Episode 47 of the Church Mag Podcast. I don't want that curated image. It looks great. Everyone's going to share it. Then it's just white noise. Everyone's sharing the same tired image. Wow. This is what the world needed. More scriptures on photography. I think that that in and of itself is a great reason for you version to have it. This week's podcast is brought to you by 30 Days of Instagram for Churches. Interested in getting your church on Instagram? Chris Wilson will get you started. Learn more at churchmagpress.com. This week on the podcast, we talk about Uversion's latest new feature, giving users the ability to share their favorite verses on an image. But first, here's a Church Mag Pro tip about Instagram and Pinterest from the creative Jonathan Mall. Today's tip is all about building a following on Instagram and Pinterest. So how do you go about growing an audience for those mediums? It's actually remarkably similar to growing an audience on any social medium. It's about creating content that people want to share with their friends. Since Instagram and Pinterest are very visual social mediums, you want to create content that's visually stimulating. And it doesn't just need to be beautiful, it needs to grab the attention of the user immediately. Then once you have the user's attention, the content within the visual needs to stick in their minds. The easiest way to grow your audience on Instagram and Pinterest is through creating quotation images. You've seen these before. They're simply beautiful images with nice typographic quotes on top. The way you do this is you find a beautiful image that will house your text nicely, then overlay something inspiring or funny on top. You can quote your volunteers or staff, you can quote other pastors, you can quote songs if you want. Just make sure your quotes speak directly to your audience and that they're quotes your audience wants to share with their friends. As you create consistently good content, your audience will begin to grow because people will share your content. As people see consistently good content from you, they can't help but follow you. It's really that simple. Not to toot my own horn, but I actually developed a resource that's precisely for this. It's called mofo.to. It's M-O-P-H-O dot It's a $5 a month subscription site where you get unlimited photos for blogging or social media. Go get a subscription. Or if you don't want to shell out the money, there are free sites out there like Unsplash, Death to Stock Photos, and Little Visuals. So that's today's tip. I want to encourage you to check out my two books for church creatives. First one is Created for More. It's a 30-day devotional to help you start seeing your life more creatively. And the second one is Unwelcome. It's 50 ways you can make your church more welcoming. Grab them on Amazon.com or iBooks. Okay, so um, real quick, how you guys doing? I've got a head cold. Other than that, I'm doing okay, okay-ish. It's 6 a.m. here, so there <laughs> can be no good things that happen at 6 a.m. But so there's that. Hmm. I'm gonna punch, I'm gonna punchy mood, guys. Mm-hmm. Did you guys Did you guys see the the U version update? Uh, I I barely saw it because it wouldn't hardly load, so I stopped looking at okay, it. Okay, well, I had I, I had mixed feelings initially. I thought, hey, that's cool. People can take images and put their favorite scriptures on them and share them. And Are then, they stock images? I, I I don't know. I didn't look that. I didn't read up on that closely. We, I, I wasn't okay. writing a blog post about it, so I just you know glanced at the email. You know, it had pictures in the email. <laughs> I'm like everybody else. I, I read the bold text. I see the pictures. I'm done. It's just like going to college, right? You read the bold text. You look at the pictures. That's it. And so my second thought after thinking, hey, that's kind of a cool option, was, wow, this is what the world needed. 
more scriptures on photography. Yeah, well, you know, I think that here's 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 the thing, though. Okay, here's why they're doing that because like I'm I'm doing my our, I'm trying to up the game with our church um, Facebook stuff, and if I make a do a post update without a photo, I don't get any response. What happen? What what happens when our so, when our I mean, senses it, it, are so like that's kind of the new. Well, I shouldn't say the new thing, but clearly adding photos to tweets. I've read it multiple times about you know for Twitter and Facebook. If you include an image, then you get more you get more clicks. So we're coming to the point now where soon everyone will have images. Like at what point do we just become so overloaded with sensory? That, that that nothing stands out or is recognizable. Well, to stay on topic, it's the pornification of social media. It's it's I I need more. I need to see more. I need to see more. Show me more. I don't. You know, it's that it, I want instant stuff. So I don't want to just read your text. I want to see an image that supports your text. Then I'll justify whether I want to click your link or not. Yeah, but you we know? could also go ahead, Jeremy. If we if we want to go down this route, um, just the idea of how we consume stuff in general is so visual that. It makes sense. I mean, if we, if I were to give you an image of a smiling person, a text of scripture, or a video, the last thing you'll remember is the text of scripture. If I were to give you five seconds or two minutes, it doesn't matter. It, the last thing you would remember would be that. Is this just your, by, just, is this your just, counseling voice, Jeremy? No. This is my 6 a.m. voice. <laughs> it kind of felt, it, it just, it kind of felt like it, didn't I it wish you could drink coffee voice, but I can't, so I won't. <laughs> I, I, Jeremy, you got a great point there, man. I'm not, I'm not denying that. But no, no, I'm in his voice. Do you think that's his counsel oh. voice? <laughs> uh, no, it totally is. It totally is. So, what do you think about that? <laughs> I don't do. I, who, who hurt you? Was he? Who, okay, stop, Phil. I'm gonna have, now. I have to. I have to edit you. all that out. Just tell me what you think <laughs> about the. And I will seriously edit it out. Uh, I'm not just joking to say it for fun. Um, <laughs> no, in response to the uh, uh, what Jeremy said about the images. First of all, are we going? Yeah, I'm recording. I mean, is there? I I, I thought this we might. Work. We, we might. We might. I don't know. <laughs> it was a okay. good discussion. I will include it somewhere. Were you going to reply, Phil? Oh, to what Jeremy said? Yeah. Sorry. I just. It, it, I, I, Jeremy, I agree with you. Adding a, you know, adding a photo does uh, trigger that memory response. But, you know, it, that doesn't mean we can't remember just a text alone. But I'm, 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 my problem is not the remembering, uh, remembering of things. Because if you click, a, if I tweet a link, I'm sending you to a website that will, that should have images on it. You know, like one of my biggest problems with blogging is I'm not very good with images. I don't have a, I'm not a photographer. I don't have abundance stock photos that I've taken, which is why I'm so excited for what Chris is doing with the for Church Mag and various other, you know, you know, stock images, uh, stock sites that give away free images because you need you need their visual on a website. Mm-hmm. But the, the implication that you have to have an image for every tweet, every update, it's just, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, but if you look at you version, it's not just we have to have every, we have to have any is right now what they're saying. When you go on to you version and share something, it's only text. And so this is their maybe swing, swing of the pendulum to the other extreme. But I think that that's the, that's the other side of it. For me, the big thing is... Um, I think that they lose in a sense and other apps. I think it's the Bible.com app um, from Logos that they do images as well, but it's all curated. And so every day, instead of having a verse of the day, they do the verse of the day, but they do a verse of the day in an image. 
and you can share that image and they have a whole backlog category. And if, if the, if the verse you pull up comes up in the actual app and it was part of the verse of the day at one point and you want to share it, they give you the option to share that curated image. And so it's not like you just put text on a background kind of like when you're in worship and you have just some kind of generic background that may or may not apply to the actual text, but it's like, it's curated to the point that, I would share that kind of an image on my social media account. I feel, I feel right. like that's an even bigger deal. I, it is. And those are they're really nicely done images. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not faulting you version for adding this feature. I think it's a fine thing to add because clearly people want to be able to do this. Um, my problem with, uh, it, um, Bible.com is, is you version, um, by the way. Um, but Logos does have their, their app, and they do those curated images. Um, it's Logos and I think Faith Life Media and Verso. They're all a bunch of others are all combined into one corporate family, and they all share the same image. So I happen to follow them all on Twitter, and so like you know once a week or you know depending on when I get on on the Twitter, I'll see that image, same image shared every three minutes from all those corporate entities. And so then my my perspective is problem with that curated image it looks great everyone's going to share it then it's just white noise everyone's sharing the same tired image yeah which which that's going to happen but what i'm wondering is you know at, at what point what threshold do we hit where well you know uh, uh image isn't enough a video is enough I, I don't know it just seems that it's just another another tool to um to add to people's feeds at the same time you know buffer buffer app they added a similar thing where you can add text to an image and so it is kind of the thing right now and it is it is pretty cool um i'll say this and then i'll kind of it kind of ties into what we talked about last um last uh, episode with the um online community um I, I want people to share more online. I want people to be more engaged for their with their faith online but i don't want just rote posting of scripture I want people to be faithfully comment, to share, to be to be open and authentic. Like, um, hey, today's been a rough day because of X, Y, and Z, but I know that God's with me, and I know He's going to carry. And, and be, don't just post scripture because if if you're on the outside, scripture means absolutely nothing to you. Mm-hmm. And while scripture can be uplifting, and I, I do post scripture. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but. Posting scripture is only a part of what I do online with from my faith on social media, and I don't I don't post a lot because it's just not part of who I am. I'm a very shy person. I don't I don't throw myself out there very much online. But when I blog, I I, I blog very openly about my faith, and I post all those articles, and I, I'm very open in saying here's what I think about this topic, or here's my opinion on this, and. I want to be. I want to be very intelligent and articulate in sharing my faith, and I think that sharing images with scripture on it may be fine, and it's it's harmless in a sense, but it's also uh, there's there's no there's no hook to it. There's there's no um, there's no trigger to it. You're gonna mm-hmm. throw it out there, and most people are gonna ignore it. And, and I think that that's the whole idea behind my should you tweet scripture uh, article, which yeah, I think yeah, exactly, it, Jeremy. I think that, that ultimately everything you just said was the outcome for me of the process of, is it a bad thing? No, because people will engage with it. And I think that that's fine. I've never experienced it for myself where I tweeted scripture and someone's engaged with it, but it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Um, but I think also the other outcome from that article for my own sake is um, I think a lot of people are lazy with scripture. And so they'll just tweet a verse without much efforts and most of the time without much recourse for what they've just done. And I think that this image thing can 
provide another possibility of that, which garners more views because it's a visual image, but it's just kind of a, ooh, it took two seconds to create this image and post it on version. And again, not to say anything to version because I think that there's great non-social media aspects of this that you can print all these images with your church computer printer and hang them all over your uh, youth room, or you can put them up in your secretary's office. But I think that at least on the social media aspect of things, I think people will say, oh, this is me showing my faith even more. And then they take two seconds to do it and, and step away from it. And that for me is theologically a little bit scary. Uh, and I, I get tons of engagement on my, my scriptures I post. Tons of engagement, all from church people, right? Which I think is mm-hmm. fine. I, th- I think know? that's great. You know that that yeah. it is. Which is why I post scripture. A lot of times I'll post it like a follow up scripture to our sermon. Or I'll, but I'll, if I post, if I'm thinking about it, I'll post it in my Facebook group for my church. Mm-hmm. Doesn't encourage those people. But my my friends from high school who who are antithetical to the faith do not care. But even when you post it, it's because there was a whole context behind it with your church's sexual sermon. Exactly. Whereas for some people, it might be their daily devotional, and that's great. I love the fact that they're this hit home for me, so I want to share it. I've done it myself. Um, I just guess the question of social media is to engage with others and is that actually happening and that was really ultimately the question so it sounds like within the social media community it's a huge thing outside of the social media community it may not actually be an evangelism tool right you know th- this reminds me a little bit about the the last podcast about the online community thing where it seems like so many people um why are you saying oh no because you're replying to that um never follow <laughs> <laughs> follow the, the back channel conversation while we record the podcast. I need to like turn those notifications off because you guys are killing me. Anyway, um, okay, here, click, close, quit. All right, cool. Um, what was I even saying? Actually, it's click, open, look. Yeah, right, right. Let's see, what was I saying? Uh, oh yeah, um, that a lot of times it seems like, especially in the in the church tech community, or if you're trying to sell something to help people. Um, uh, evangelize online that it's 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 like uber pro like you need to share your faith online and it's it's beating that drum and then you have other people that are that are uh, you know think oh you know that's not the place for it etc and I don't again just like with the online community thing I don't really think it's necessarily neither or you know it's not like one's good or one's bad I just it, it is what it is and I, I think it all comes back to the intentionality behind it which is really hard to just evaluate in general as as well as the expectations of it. And so if you're doing it because it touched you and um, God was speaking through you for this verse and you just kind of want to share it with the world, that's awesome. Um, And it it might touch someone else elsewhere. But if you're doing it because you want people to see this image, to connect with the gospel, possibly get into your church because of this one social media post that was scripture-based, I don't know. I don't know if that's actually an effective marketing tool. Yeah, I don't think we can say never do it. I think our point is just that don't let it be the sum total of what you do online. Right. I mm-hmm. think we can put too much significance on it or, or give it more power and attention than it deserves. Well, let's hold on. I, I, wanna, well, I don't want to disagree, boss. I, I just thought of this here based on my own statements. I don't want to deny the power of the Word of God. Right, right, but, right, but, right. But we got to be no, careful I mean the that significance. this, is where, I mean our, the sig- this yeah. is where our modern use of Bible verses is so so ridiculous. The Bible wasn't written in verse and chapter form. And so when we share a single verse out of context, we are ripping a piece of a whole. We're ripping something out of the hole and throwing it out there saying, I hope this works. Is that your magic Bible pill for the day? And that's where it lo- not loses its power, perhaps. But that's where we're using our we're using the sword wrong. 
And that's why it's so ineffective. And, and also, I think that just the idea of being able to share stuff online in general, whether it's Bible verses or not, I think the ultimate answer that comes back to everything is if you're doing this for a church, it looks a lot differently than if you're doing this as an individual. And so individually, do what you want, do as you please. You know your intention behind that. But as a church, um, I think that a lot of churches could do so much more and they want to be able to have this quick, I spent five minutes on my day to actually engage on social media and that should be all I have to do when in fact, it takes a whole lot more time and effort to do something like that. And, and churches really need to have the intentionality behind it, have a plan and devote a lot of resources, which is kind of scary, especially over a small church, but even on the other end of over a large church and we have so much going on, what do we do? So I think it's a big deal to understand, give it the time it needs, and that includes the Bible verses you share. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that, that when it comes to sharing the stuff, there's like a fine line between you being that guy on the street corner holding up a sign and uh, preaching with a bullhorn, being somebody who has a bunch of religious bumper stickers, somebody who wears religious t-shirts, some or somebody who simply, you know, uh, has, has a, you know, um, has an encouraging word for someone. I think there's kind of some different levels of that. And so maybe, maybe ultimately that's what it comes down to is like you said, intentionality, uh, context. There's so many things that comes into play. That's why you can't really say, you know, Hey, this is great or this is bad, but, um, it's, it's, it's how you're using it. It does. And we can all agree to never, ever share images of Jesus arm wrestling Satan. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And, and, and I don't know your guys' personal faith backgrounds, at least from an experience aspect of things, but I know within the Catholic Church, the, the idea of putting yourself in a situation where you are just kind of embraced by the visual is a huge deal. And for me, I think that, that w- I'm not Catholic, but I hold so closely to the representations, not to say that those I, that those are idols, um, but are simply depictions of what has happened in Scripture. And I think that there's something really powerful about that. I've read through the 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 entire process of Christ going from um, accusation to death and resurrection, and said, "Okay, that's that's powerful. That's good. That's that's why I accepted Jesus." But then going through the stations of the cross, that you physically look at things, and to end up with a a life-size marble statue of Jesus laying on the cross. There's just something very powerful about that, that I broke down in tears and to see a sunset behind one of my favorite verses in and of itself can be a very powerful representation. And, and beyond the social media aspect of it, to make that my background or to put that in my bathroom to just remind me every morning. I think that that's a big deal. And I think that that in and of itself is a great reason for you version to have it. Well, we accidentally that podcast, didn't we? What started out as a curious question at the beginning of uh, the podcast before we started recording turned into an entire program, so hopefully you enjoyed it. Let us know. If you have a comment, question, or even a topic and idea for an upcoming podcast, write us an email. Podcast at churchmag. That's podcast at churchm.ag or ping us on Twitter at churchmag. Also, will you please leave us a review on iTunes because... We're starting to feel really desperate for someone to leave us a review. (laughs) Until next week. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. I'm sad to say that I hadn't pressed record quite yet.